Welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. In this series, we're talking all about tax reform, the newly enacted changes that you should be aware of, and the implications for both practitioners and taxpayers. I'm your host, Allison Versprill, a reporter at Bloomberg Tax. Today, I'm joined by Pam Olson, who is the U.S. Deputy Tax Leader and Washington National Tax Services Practice Leader of PricewaterhouseCoopers. Prior to joining PwC, Pam served as the Assistant Secretary for Tax Policy at the Treasury Department. Uh, Today, she's joining us to give us her thoughts on the regulatory progress on the new tax law and what to expect going forward. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Pam. Good morning. It's good to be with you. All right. Great to have you. Uh, So I just want to get this started by asking uh, for more of a status update from you on the guidance projects on the new tax law and your thoughts on whether the IRS and Treasury will be able to meet their June 30 deadline for issuing at least proposed rules in all of the areas on their priority guidance plan. If history is any indication, it will be difficult to get all of that guidance out by the June 30th target date. Now, of course, that June 30th target date covers projects that were on their priority guidance plan before tax reform was enacted, and their progress on that has been complicated by the enactment of the new tax law uh, because it it required them to do some rethinking of the guidance plan. Uh, But it's been a long tradition for uh, Treasury and IRS to set out a goal of completing a lot of projects by the end of the business plan year and for the business plan year to be extended. There were uh, several times when I was at the Treasury Department when we celebrated New Year's Day sometime in August as opposed to on July 1st because we weren't able to quite keep to the targets that we'd set. So if again, if history is an indication, I would guess it'll take them longer than to June 30th to complete all of the projects, um, but they are, I think, making remarkable progress on the th- the issues that they've already addressed um, and um, with uh, adhering to the very uh, aggressive timeline that they've set out for the projects that they've released so far. And can you maybe give kind of an update on, on some of the main projects, at least, that we've seen, you know, guidance issued on already? Sure. So, The guidance that we've seen for the most part has covered issues like Section 965, which is the toll charge provision. That was important for Treasury to get guidance out on quickly because it had financial statement implications, and so companies needed that guidance sooner rather than later in order to prepare their financial statements. And then, of course, the first installment of the uh, toll tax was due for um, uh, calendar year companies. Uh, this month. And so companies were beginning to make payments of the tax and they needed the guidance for that purposes as well. Um, So we've um, got uh, we've got a lot of 965 guidance that's come out. Then we've got some important guidance on 163J uh, addressing a couple of issues that also had some implications for financial statements as well as for companies trying to figure out what they owed in the way of estimated taxes with respect to their 2018 liabilities. Um, so those were two you know, very important areas for Treasury and IRS to get out in front of. They've also issued some guidance on um, withholding uh, applicable to partnerships. Uh, that was another area that was important for them to get out and address quickly because there were potential liabilities in place 
uh, and taxpayers needed to know what to do with respect to satisfying those liabilities. So I would say that they've done um, a really good job so far in prioritizing the kind of guidance that uh, the public really needed out of them immediately. Now they've got to move on to a lot of uh, other areas that are going to be as challenging as what they've already addressed. Um, in fact, perhaps more challenging because there are a lot of provisions that are overlapping or, or that um, will have uh, ripple effects from one provision to another. Uh, and so it's really important for them to move on to those areas as well. And then, of course, we have things like 199 Cap A, the uh, uh, deduction for pass-through businesses. That's a really important one as well because um, estimated taxes are coming due for uh, individuals who are, are hoping to take advantage of that pass-through deduction. Right. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to ask, too, on some of the guidance that's come out. I know you mentioned the 163J, the interest uh, deduction limitation guidance. And, you know, that seemed like it did kind of answer some questions, but there were some of the more substantive issues that were, you know, left to be um, unanswered. And I wanted to ask, you know, how helpful has the guidance been so far? I know you said that. Um, they've answered a, a lot of questions on uh, kind of the repatriation and whatnot. But have these notices and, and things that have come out, have they really answered the substantive questions that practic practitioners and taxpayers have? And what's been sort of the main, or I guess how helpful have they been, really? Yeah, so I would say that the notices that have come out have been very helpful in addressing the issues that they've addressed. But as your question implies, there are a lot of other issues that are yet to be addressed. And there are some issues that they've kind of hinted at what direction they're going, or in some cases they've said, this is the direction we're going to go without providing much in the way of additional guidance on what that means. Um, but so there's a lot of work yet to do. They do, notwithstanding the fact that they've issued, what, three notices on 965 plus uh, a revenue procedure plus uh, some frequently asked questions, they still plan to turn all of those notices into proposed regulations. And when they turn them into proposed regulations, there are other issues that um, companies hope will be addressed, individuals hope will be addressed. Um, and so there's a lot of work yet to do in that area. And then if you think about some of the international provisions, which are particularly complicated, the um, uh, guilty global intangible low-tax income provision, um, the FDII, foreign-derived intangible income provision, the uh, BEAT, base erosion anti-abuse tax, 163J, uh, the interest deduction limitation, and then um, the anti-hybrid provision in 267 Cap A. Those provisions all have um, overlapping effect, and it will be really important for Treasury to bear in mind as they're drafting the regulations uh, all of the ways in which um, the rules and the decisions they make in the rules will ripple from one provision into another and how, you know, saving a taxpayer on one provision will, may just kick them into another provision. So it's going to be a very complicated exercise to work through all of those provisions and to try to get guidance out that addresses all of the questions in a sensible and administrable fashion, um, and and that's that's going to be a real challenge. And then there's also the, I would say the 199 cap A is probably, um, well, it's, it's it, from the perspective, of course, of the 
pass-through businesses that are uh, hoping to get the benefits of 199 Cap A, that's much more important than the international provisions. Um, but that one is is also very important for them to get some guidelines out. And you know, the, one of the things that's interesting is that the longer that there isn't guidance, uh, the more that um, businesses, uh, individuals make decisions and move forward based on what they hope the rules will be or what they think the rules will be. And then if Treasury comes out later and takes a different position, it creates unnecessary um, conflict. And so uh, the the faster that Treasury can move to get guidance out on those issues, uh, the better. And, and there are a lot of other provisions um, scattered through the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that require guidance as well. Some of them on first, you know, at first blush may look like they're not all that complicated uh, and things that should be easy to answer, but then when you start digging into the details and applying them to individual company or tax, you know, individual uh, taxpayer situations, you find that um, there really are a lot of questions that need to be answered. And so that kind of goes to my second question, which is, you know, what was sort of the unanswered questions that we still have that require the most immediate attention? You know, you talked about the 199 Cap A and the some of the international provisions. Uh, so what else can we expect going forward into the summer? Do you think those are some of the questions that will be answered? Are there maybe some other lower-hanging fruit that uh, IRS and Treasury might go for first? Um, I'm not aware of any lower-hanging fruit that they intend to put guidance out on before that. So I think at this point their attention really is focused on the um, the, the provisions that have the broadest impact. So that's my expectation of where they're putting the bulk of their resources. Um, but there are other things hanging out there, like, for example, uh, some of the uh, regulatory provisions that um, were put on the list of eight projects for reconsideration uh, by the Treasury Department last fall, those are still out there to be addressed. So there are a lot of issues like that that are still uh, on Treasury's priority plan that are going to require attention and take some attention of uh, the decision makers, top decision makers at Treasury and IRS over the course of the next few months as well. And there was something I wanted to ask you, another recent kind of development. Um, I know you you saw the new agreement between the Office of Management and Budget and Treasury. Do you, do you envision that this will impact uh, getting out any of these new tax rules on the, the new act? It, it will certainly have an effect on getting the, the guidance out uh, because it requires a kind of consideration that may not always have been given to income tax regulations. Um, I think it will be... The, the timing will be aided by the fact that uh, OMB has agreed to a 10-day turnaround on reviewing the regulations issued under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So that'll keep things moving pretty quickly. And then I expect that OIRA will be involved in the process, OIRA being the office of OMB that's responsible for reviewing regulations. I expect that they will be involved earlier in the process than might have otherwise been the case, and that will have the effect perhaps, of, uh, of making the um, regulations um, more workable or um, more carefully considered when they're first released. And if they, you know, if they are uh, a, if they are more carefully considered when they're first released, uh, it'll mean fewer comments, perhaps, and uh, perhaps a, a faster ticket to, to getting them finalized. 
And I guess, you know, my last question, so we just saw the tax filing deadline for the 2017 season pass. As we go forward, there's a lot of forms and instructions that have to be updated to reflect the new tax law. Do you envision any challenges during the 2018 season, given uh, that many of these provisions will be reflected in 2018 returns? The IRS has a lot of work to do. They've got to change their computer systems. They've got to uh, change the forms change the instructions. So there's a huge amount of work that the IRS has to do in the way of reprogramming to get the computers ready to accept um, returns for the 2018 filing, 2019 filing season, 2018 returns. Um, that said, the IRS has uh, always met this challenge in the past, uh, and I'm confident that they will do the same on a going forward basis because they, they they always know how to dedicate the right amount of resources to make sure that things get done on time. Um, obviously, there are questions about whether or not they have enough resources, but there was a, a special request for an allocation of funds for the IRS to implement the tax reform provisions, and uh, Congress granted that, and so I, I think they will they will be focused on getting done what they need to get done in order to make a, a smooth 2018 filing season. Well, and I suppose we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, so, Pam, thank you again for joining us. I think this you know, gives us a good insight into what to expect going forward. Um, and thank you for your thoughts. You're welcome, Allison. Good to talk to you. Join us next time as we continue to talk with tax professionals about the implications of the biggest change to our tax code since 1986. Again, I'm your host, Allison Bruce Brill, and this has been Talking Tax.